0: Things are going swimmingly for our heroes, but will they be making waves? Find out this week on Hapless Heroes.
1: Damn it, I missed the party!
0: Everyone, and welcome to another episode of the hapless heroes podcast. I'm Francesco and uh, tonight I will be your host and DM as we start this wonderful adventure. I have a wonderful cast of, I mean, I, I can't keep saying wonderful, so I'm going to change the adjective there. I but have, we are wonderful. Shut up. I have a lovely <laughs> cast of characters. We are also lovely. So that works with me tonight. Um, you've heard them. Now I will introduce them. We have <laughs> on my virtual left Dave as Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. Hello there. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind.
2: Always at my service. Nicole as Boris the Butcher.
0: Hi there. He's back. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. <laughs> and John as Lord Jarell the Light
3: hans your new friends are adorable who's a good frost dragon you you are yes you are
0: yeah speaking of frost dragons (laughs) and things happening uh last week on the show um the dragon eggs that you guys have had in your possession for quite some time began to hatch because someone asked about them and reminded the dm (laughs) that this was something needed to be addressed so why not add it to your growing list of problems uh, speaking of other problems, the summit, you learned, is under attack after Omnius, um, one of the Omega Project scientists, had accidentally, te- well, in, in an attempt to teleport to you guys, switch places with Hedrick um, to warn you that a bunch of, you know, the arch-cleric, the, the supreme arch-cleric Fr- Francis Popeson is missing, as well as, uh, you know, the, the fact that the summit is under attack by unknown forces. Um
3: we found all this out, of course, after we, I don't I don't know if we really necessarily solved anything at High Rock, but at least we no. didn't make things significantly worse. And that's a win in Jarrell's book. <laughs> nope, you guys
0: were literally like, you guys went there to try to deal with a crisis. You pretty much bandaged it.
3: Yeah. I mean, you solved,
0: you solved the big problem, which was that everyone, you know, was like the whole town was under some sort of like dark magic influence. Right. So you fix that part. You installed Shalandria as the new, um, you know, acting arch cleric in, in high rock to lead the people, but the arch cleric Bronson, who you guys had fought, right. And had, had and the, the, the man who had produced the doppelganger of jor escaped through a portal and you have no idea where he went. So that is still an active at large threat somewhere in the world. Right. However, before you guys had a chance to really investigate anything, now you're being pulled in another direction back to the summit. You guys are literally swinging from one side of the continent to the other because apparently you're the only ones who can solve any problems around these parts.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, this one's particularly pressing because it's literally the, all the world leaders, essentially. It's like if the UN was attacked by zombies. Like you might want to try (laughs) to fix that one. So without doing much else besides
0: swearing, you know, having the little swearing in ceremony, so to speak for Shalandria, um, you guys began to depart, uh, as you were departing, Omnius noticed that, um, you know, the teleportation, um, technology he had used was starting to now feedback and backfire to transport him back to the project to building 93, uh, and he knew that it was going to probably do some damage to your ship if that went off while he was on it. So he dove overboard and in midair, disappeared. And now Hedrick is midair, diving overboard of the Overstar as you guys are beginning to sail away. So that's where we're going to open up. And Hedrick, there's like, you know, this like sort of loud pop. And then you find yourself transported from your um stasis so to speak in building 93 now to midair over the ocean
3: and the, the, the boat uh, the south it's not the south wind do we ever have a name for this barrel the yeah the Oberstar the Oberstar is pulling away <laughs> it's
0: pulling away Yeah, it's, 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 it's made it out of the docks I mean it's, 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 it's not like far from shore but yeah it's pulling away so it's a swim either way So that's where we're going to pop in right now. Go ahead, Hedrick.
1: About how high up from the water am I?
0: Let's see how tall is the deck of that
3: ship?
1: Probably pretty tall. I'm not I'm not being teleported in the sky, though. Like, I'm not as tall as the crow's nest. I'm down at at deck level.
3: Yeah, Yeah, he jumped off the deck, deck. so you would probably be below the outside. Yeah,
0: Okay. Yeah, I would do say... I have, do I have 20 feet? I would say probably a good 20 feet, yeah.
1: Okay. Um, That's enough time for Hedrick
0: to see a whole lot of water. Yeah, and, and enough time to actually think about the fact um, that you're falling.
1: <laughs> uh, he's He's going <laughs> to... He's going to hum a little... And... <laughs> Play his little tap his little drum and polymorph into a woodpecker.
2: Yes, okay, amazing.
0: (gasps) (laughs) So, anyone looking overboard right now just sees like a whole three things happen very quickly. You see, Omnius disappear, you see Hedrick appear, and then you see Hedrick disappear and then turn into a humming or a woodpecker. Sorry, to Woody Woodpecker. Seems like yeah, it's, <laughs> Specifically. He's, he's
1: blue. He's blue and red. <laughs> Not your average woodpecker, that's for sure. And maybe a little bit larger than your average woodpecker, but that's certainly... What I say, that's, what, that's what they all say. Curls <laughs> um, <laughs> level out at water's edge and pull up uh, and he just wants to double back. In fact, he's flapping now and he's looking up at the crow's nest to see if he can spot a familiar goose person.
3: Yeah, Dadoo's sitting up there.
0: Okay.
1: Um, for the time being uh... Didu
0: has no role up there and we need to remind everybody this that Didu has no role actually in the crow's nest there is someone in the crew of this ship that is assigned to being in the crow's nest that has to put up with Didu just being there and shitting all over the place (laughs) Uh,
3: and occasionally offering them a cocktail sausage
1: is
0: doing something Hedrick's familiar
1: with flying, but he's still a little bit disoriented from the teleportation. So he's going to glide out. He wants to kind of circle the crow's nest and then land back down at the deck. Um, What would he see if he were to, like, look at the crow's nest? What do you think would be happening?
3: Um, Um, Dadoo's kind of, like, got himself fluffed out, taking up entirely too much space, considering there has to be another person in there with him. He's probably napping. He's an old goose.
0: All right, it's like his neck is like curled up into him and
3: right underneath one of his wings.
1: (laughs) And as I swoop down towards the deck, do I see the dragons on deck or are they
0: below? Where would where would your squire be? Probably still below decks, right? Well,
3: because this all happened fairly quickly. Uh, So, yeah, they would still be below deck, kind of trying to figure out what to even do with them. I think we were talking about putting them towards, like, where the food stuff would be held just because maybe then (laughs) having them freeze everything wouldn't be the worst.
0: Or eat everything.
3: Well, they're going to have to eat something. We're not starving them.
0: So on deck, so actually on deck then, really, there's nobody you know, Hedrick, just the crew of the ship and then Dedue sleeping in the crow's nest. Okay.
1: Well, because
0: everyone was below decks, you know, uh, when they pushed off, and Qu- I mean, I guess Quinn would be above decks because he's doing his crazy sea g- getting ready to churn up his sea magic. I would assume. You yeah, I'm
2: probably
4: yeah,
2: I'm probably up at the what the helm, mm-hmm. um, you know, giving directions. Would Zero be there too? Zero's I mean, the Zero, helm. Z- Zero Zero is is... Yeah, so as yeah, I say.
0: Yeah, Zero is not the the uh, the you know, captain or not the captain, but the pilot of the pilot. ship. You are yeah. you are the you are the acting captain of this ship because right. you are Quint South. Yeah.
2: I would say I'm at the helm and I'm directing my crew preparing for the the sea voyage. Yeah, whoever's handling the rudder or whatever.
1: Before you go into light speed <laughs> Put your arms
2: well, out. <laughs> I would speed. call it light speed. I I don't know. I'm thinking like uh, like crust speed or like water speed. I don't know. Jet, jet speed. Wave speed. Go. Wave, wave speed. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's I, south I'm not, probably. I'm not Captain Planet. But, you're
0: just uh. you're, you're summoning the south winds. Exactly. <laughs> well,
2: the power of the, the south,
1: south winds. <laughs>
2: Now I found, now I found
1: like Storm really from the fast. 90s. <laughs> um, Hedrick veers away from the helm after he hears that. <laughs> 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 and uh, recognizing as well that ships are made out of wood, a woodpecker would probably not be seen too kindly flying around the ship. So uh, he wants to glide in just over the handrail and polymorph back into his human form, sliding on his feet. Up to uh, the nearest, I would say, uh, you know, ship worker and
0: uh, and just say,
1: how long have I been gone?
0: And he just the, 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 the person who was just working on the deck just kind of like shrugs his shoulders because he wasn't with you guys. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> he could have been here the whole time for all he knew. <laughs> I don't he's, like, you know, I, he's like, I don't know,
1: man. Hedrick realizes he doesn't recognize this person and then he turns around and starts going back towards up to uh, a familiar face and he remembers hearing Quinn's voice so he starts making his way back up there uh, if he sees Zero and Quinn uh, would,
0: it would just be Quinn and the first ahead. mate the first mate once again stops you and it says, it says the, the captain is preparing to depart and, and do the magic do you have any business or do you have some more wine you're trying to bring him
1: Oh I've got business alright. I need to get down to some business here. I've been missing for hours and no one seems to even know
0: Lord Lord Captain, do you do you mind an interruption? The first mate says to you,
2: Quinn. Uh who is the interruption? Quinn, uh, H- 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 it's sir. me! It's <laughs> me!
0: As I say, you could probably literally see Hedrick over the shoulder of your first mate.
3: <laughs> <Like> still, <laughs> still though, it's just who that, is it? It's just like yeah, you have
0: your you have your eyes like forward, right? You haven't even turned to look at them yet. <laughs> Ooh, uh, Hedrick, where have you been? What do you mean, where have you been? You saw him disappear, like. <laughs>
2: No, where,
3: right, where, did did you, go? where did you go? We got a really piss-poor explanation for where he went. Right! Oh, it that's true. true. I want to know where he <laughs> went. I want the deeds. Where is zero? Well,
2: I didn't even know where you were. Do you really think I know where a zero is? He doesn't tell me where he goes. All right, I tip the first mate, and then I go below. I'm sorry that. Yeah, it's a, a, ship. He
3: can't, just a ship, he can't I'm I'm have gone far. Wait, did you tip the first mate? I was like, gonna a ask show the same <laughs> <laughs> What
0: do you do? Do you just like hand him like a few gold pieces? Yeah, just, yeah,
1: like, yeah. Two coins, two gold. You know, just say sorry to trouble you. You know how it is. You go missing for hours. You teleport above the ocean. That's one of them days.
0: So, I mean, you, you walk away after you say that, but Quinn, you so see you're not the gonna, first. Yeah, time. you're not gonna tell me where you've been. But Quinn, no, he's not going to answer the question. <laughs> so he tips the first mate and goes downstairs. So Quinn, you just see the first mate like holding these two gold pieces in his hand and like looks up at you, and he's just like, does he? would what... okay. Then he just puts it in his pocket. <laughs>
2: um, that is the benefits of working for Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. <laughs> <laughs> He's the He's your, all about you anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you're, my friends are amazing tippers.
0: The, the, the first mate says, well, I don't know. I just I cannot express enough how generous I am for or how grateful I am for your your generosity, captain.
2: And you are always welcome.
0: All right. Uh Hedrick, you go below decks, and I think everyone else is huddled around. Like you can hear some commotion happening, um, you know, in the like towards the the quarters where they were assigned for the heroes of Taldorea. There's there's a, there's a bit of commotion happening back there. You think you can hear uh, Jarel's Squire uh, shrieking? Okay, uh,
1: I'm gonna head that direction. Um, because either Jabrail, Zero, Boris, uh, I, I want—I want to find some answers.
4: Yeah. So, <laughs> question. You, you, I, you, go ahead. With with Boris's, you know, su- super high general perception and rogueness, uh, does does she notice Hedrick walking in before anybody else, with the distraction of the dragons? Yes. Excellent. As soon as Hedrick. Uh, walks in. Boris runs right up to him, throws her arms around him, and goes, "Hedrick, you've been gone for months."
1: <laughs> I, I pick up, I pick up Boris, and uh, I'd like, like, swing her around, put her up on my shoulders, and walk in with, with Boris up on my shoulders, and just kind of approach whatever everyone else is watching. Uh, wherever the attention is drawn, he's going to be drawn to it as well. And now he's giving Boris like the best seat
0: in the house. Wow, he didn't even bite on that, though. He didn't even bite there, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Now, so, you, you said months, but to me that it felt like a few hours.
0: Holy shit. Are those dragons? I told yeah, you everyone else is huddled month. around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, and you can see everyone is huddled around. Now, these two very much alive. Hatched like dragonlings, little babies, that, and they are like crawling up all around uh, Hans, Jarrell's squire, mm-hmm. with Jarrell just like you know, looking so happy for him, and Hans is looking absolutely terrified.
1: Now Hedrick had knowledge of the eggs, I believe. I'm pretty, yeah. You were there when? Uh, yeah. All right. So the cloud giant. You were there right around that. Okay. Holy shit, Javrel! What happened? I was teleported. I come back. How long have I been gone? Are, are these your dragons? Who's their mother? Where are they even safe? Boris, should you be in the room right now?
3: You you would see that uh, the back wall, like part part of it, has already been frozen. <laughs> um, <laughs> it has. yep. Yeah. Uh Jarrell will like put his hand up and try to like one, two, three fingers, try to remember all the different things you asked him. Uh he's he'll say, uh, I don't recall exactly how long you were gone. Uh these are dragons. Apparently they belong to Hans. <laughs> and he'll pat Hans on the back <laughs> and like warn the dragons, like pop off his shoulder and like fly back. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh then I'll, I'll say again, aren't they just the cutest little things? And he'll try to pet one.
0: Uh, it bites your finger immediately. I don't even get to roll an animal handling on that. It just bites me. <laughs> it bites. It it, it's, it, re, it 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 snaps at you immediately for trying to. Okay. Pet
3: it. Um, but they're they're you not can Recoil biting... your finger. Yeah. No yeah, They
0: are not, but... They are not biting Hans. Okay. Uh,
3: they don't go towards anyone else either. They're just stuck on Hans, pretty much.
0: For the time being, yes.
3: Okay.
1: real, I was in a room full of scientists for hours, and they wouldn't make me move, man. They wouldn't wouldn't let me go anywhere. I just, I was just frozen. And, and then I just poofed out above the ocean, man. I just landed on deck a few minutes ago, and, and Boris saw me, so I brought her in. What in the hell?
3: I mean, con- congratulations, Hans. Uh, you know, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> On the birth of your two children.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure you'll have a very uh, happy family. I just hope it. <laughs> <laughs> hope you get a long, full life, there, Hans. You just you watch yourself. <laughs> he, he's just kind of standing like. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Uh, what about what about Shelley? She's okay?
3: She's the new watch cleric of Hyrock, yes. Right. Damn it, I missed the party. It was a good party. <sighs> it was Shit. not a good party. <laughs> there were fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> there
4: were fireworks. Well
0: where, we, where 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 are we going? And and Hedrick, I will also add that among the things that the scientists who were surrounding you at the project and telling you not to move, among the things that they were shouting at you, you can also hear them shouting amongst themselves you know, just there's a lot of commotion happening otherwise in building 93 there uh, because they were all talking about an attack an attack in Ardwall We gotta
1: get there Quick, let the captain just like zip us there. No island stops. No, no, uh, sea sickness for old Hendrick.
0: Yeah, with that, that there's actually the with that there you can feel the ship lurch as uh, Quinn's you know super special sea powers activate.
3: Ludicrous speed. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's more like it.
1: Oh, uh, what about? What about your your connection? Can you still talk to Valen? Does she know about the you know what's with the manservant there?
3: Are you talking about the dragons with Hans, not manservant? Oh,
1: oh, yeah, I forgot manservant was his own person. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. Also, his—I mean—he has a name too. We keep just calling him <laughs> manservant. His name is Sven. Son, right.
5: he thinks he's people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Woof!
1: You wish you were
3: a scribe. All
1: right. Uh, yeah. What, what, what about your connection?
3: Um. And if I put the helmet on, uh, I still can't directly communicate with Valen. Correct?
0: You have. You haven't tried. I mean, you just talked to her.
3: Right. Uh, and Hedrick was there for that. Uh, Darrell uh, will try putting the helmet back on. It, you know, it was the first time it really crossed his mind and he had a second to think about that.
1: I'm surprised you took that thing off.
0: Um... When you, I mean, what do you what do you say, like, when you put the helmet on? Do you say, like, do you, like, what do you, like, what message do you transmit through it?
3: Valen, are you able to hear me yet?
0: She, you can, you can, you can hear, um, almost like, <laughs> as much as a magic helmet could crackle, like a radio. Uh, there's, there appears to be some interference, but you can hear faintly the voice of Valen just saying, "Jarrell, there is little time. I'm afraid we may not be able to speak very much. I, I can barely hold back the forces of darkness on my own."
3: That is fair. We shall do what we can in the time that we have. You must ascend, uh, in...
0: Jarell. You must ascend. You must find a way. How do I
3: do that? By the way, <laughs> the path will reveal someone... itself to you in time. You must access your divinity. I must go, Jarell.
0: And then you just you hear it, you hear it go, like you hear her voice like fade away.
3: Yeah. Uh, Jarell takes the helmet off. I, I can talk with her a little. It appears the reception's getting better.
0: That's good. The reception's getting
3: better. <laughs> wow, we're out at sea, and I, already, I still have four bars. <laughs> <laughs> this service is amazing. <laughs> Nicole, you're muted.
1: <laughs> I think right now that might be the only gauge we have to find if we're actually doing any good in this world. So I say we just crack on. Let's, let's, let's uh rest up and gear up
0: yeah so just to guess you know summarize again for the party i mean you guys have a whole lot of problems all happening at once here you know you, you still have what i would consider to be unfinished business when it came to high rock right we had to flee or not necessarily flee but make haste away from there to get back to the summit to see why you know what's on what is under attack and what you could do to help there um, but you know bronson's still missing you have some baby white dragons here that uh, are going to be a big problem, literally, um, not very long from now. Uh, as well as the summit being under attack. So, I mean, you guys just have like, you know, just, this is probably a lot, there's a lot happening right now, so I'm kind of just trying to gauge like where everyone's heads are at. Zero, you haven't said anything in a while.
5: No, um. Because I don't really have much to do with the dragon's storyline here. And, you know, everyone else got to Hedrick first, so I couldn't pretend like uh, I didn't notice he was gone.
0: Mm. (laughs) Yeah, but you've been, you know, you've been standing there stoically this whole time. Do you have anything,
5: yeah? Well, I guess, first, we have to get back to the summit and take care of the immediate problem with the summit. And, um, maybe... Well, see, Zero didn't hear the part about how the path will reveal itself, so he can't go parroting those words, but... That's true. All right, that's fair. Yeah, I'd, let's, let's get back to the summit and maybe stop them from getting dead, and at that point, uh, maybe we figure it out from there. Listen, we haven't been big on planning for the last year or so, why start now?
3: So how long is it going to take us to get back to the summit? A few days. Um, in that time, Jarrell's not really leaving Hans alone with these dragons. Um, is there a way I could do an animal handling to try to get at least on their good side? (laughs) Yeah, sure. I will remind you that I have adult onset inspiration (laughs) in the event of complete failure.
4: Horus is also planning to immediately try to pet the dragons once this conversation's over. <laughs>
3: um, the first roll was a seventeen.
4: Okay, I mean, give me
0: give me the best roll if you're gonna. Well, oh, no, I'm
3: not going to use it yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with a seventeen for now.
0: Okay, well, you have to stick with it if I tell you if it's sixteen. Mm-hmm.
3: I years. know, I know. Okay, I figure there'll be multiple rolls, probably over multiple days, as I try to bond with these dragons. <laughs>
0: um. You approach a little bit less aggressively or excitedly this time, and they don't—they they hiss at you, but they don't snap at you.
3: Do they let me touch them yet?
0: No, they're sniffing your
3: fingers. Can I feed them?
0: And they're hissing still.
3: Will they will they will they eat if I give them something to eat?
0: I don't know. If you have it. You're not trying. You're literally just trying to see if they're biting, if They're gonna bite you or not?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the main thing right now is seeing if they're sniffing at me.
0: No, just hissing
3: cool. That's a step in the right direction. Um,
0: and, and and you can, and Hans just says, Lord Jarrell, I, I'm not prepared for this. Uh,
3: I don't think any of us really were, uh, but this should be fun. (laughs) Um, and fun. (laughs) What? Uh, Jarrell will, uh, beckon Hans. Uh, let's go find them something to eat.
0: Uh, I, I, I'm afraid to move Lord Gerald <laughs> um
3: do they respond if I touch Hans?
0: I don't know you have okay. to have to touch Hans
3: so I will put my hand out to Hans uh-huh to like to... To follow me and I'll touch his like because he's sitting I'm assuming he's sitting and I just like crawling all over him he's occasionally he's standing okay well. I, I, then I'll put my hand on his back.
0: Okay. And I mean they 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 like they since Hans just kind of looks scared no matter what, um his expression hasn't changed, so their demeanor hasn't changed. They're still kind of hissing at you and stuff, you know, but I mean, when you get your hand too close, but they're not like trying to attack you.
3: All right. Um and we will proceed to the galley. <laughs>
4: Okay, and so the dr- oh, go ahead, Boris. Bo- Boris pops down on the way and offers one of the dragons a bubblegum cigar.
5: <laughs>
0: um, it hisses at the it hisses at the bubblegum cigar, um, and then starts to sniff it.
4: Boris kind of like you know shakes it a little bit, like not significantly, just you know like the way that you would shake like a a dog treat at like a new puppy.
0: It it doesn't seem to know what to do with it. It just kinda like it's like sniffing a little bit and then it like rears back and hisses at it and then like goes back in and sniffs it again.
4: Or it takes a bite off of one end and then offers it to him again a little bit smaller.
0: The dragon takes a bite. And then you can see it like get stuck in its like mouth. And it's like it's almost like, you know, adhering to the inside and it's like you can hear it start to like almost like make those like 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 almost like dragon, like tiny dragon squeals and screeches as it's trying to like, you know, it's like you can see it like wet, like waving its head back and forth, like trying to like get the gum out uh, until eventually you hear you hear it just, you know, rear up and then breathe out, you know, this cone of cold, essentially, this tiny little one. And it freezes the gum and you see it bite down and it shatters the gum in its mouth. And and then you see it back away from the bubblegum cigar and like hiss at it some more.
3: Oh, cool. <laughs> uh so and then they... Jarrell would yeah, proceed <laughs> to the galley. Um I imagine there's no Pregnart.
0: No, Pregnart is not on the ship, he's on the airship.
3: Yeah. Um yeah. so Jarrell will kinda of look around. Uh like he'll, he'll position Hans kind of by a table and then bring out to the table um, a chicken uh, a, a piece of ham an apple and a pepper So you're getting ahead of yourself because the moment you start
0: walking into where there's a lot more people hanging out and they see your squire with two white dragons in tow mm-hmm. people start panicking they're like dragons aboard the ship. There's dragons aboard the ship.
3: Now it's a hazard. As, as I'm within, was it 10 feet of them? Oh my god! As I get closer to them, they cannot be frightened. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a 10 foot aura. It's more
0: like okay, they see that Lord Jarrell's walking in, and so obviously the situation's under control if he's not freaking out. But they're still like. You know.
3: Concerned. They're not scared. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. We've downgraded to concerned now.
3: Um, Jarrell will kind of wave his hand and say, uh, "Please clear the galley for the next five minutes."
0: Okay. You you heard the man. Clear the decks. And so they 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 get they yeah, everyone clears the room. Okay. And the the chef, you know, on board though says. Me, 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 me too, my lord.
3: Do you know what dragons eat? <laughs> haven't the foggiest idea, sir. Uh, then you should probably go too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he just like, yeah, he eagerly exits. You can see that most of them haven't really left. They're just like now huddled in like the halls and like the adjacent like, you know. They want to see what happens. Yeah, like looking into the room. <laughs>
3: Um, and then because uh, Jarrell doesn't ever really even make food for himself <laughs>
0: <laughs> no you like, have other people cook for you constantly that's why right. you have a squire and a, and a portable like minstrel and yep. a person who lugs all your shit for you
5: so you, like, Hans just has to
3: stand awkwardly while Jarrell like tries to make his way around the kitchen getting again uh, two different types of meat a fruit and a vegetable
0: while this is happening, I'm going to cut the camera back to the top of the decks at the helm of the ship. Um, one of one member of the crew runs above deck and starts whispering to the first mate. Now, Quinn, I mean, you can kind of again in your periphery kind of hear that there's some conversation happening, but you're very focused on just like controlling the waters. Like for you, it's like doing this is almost like you're feeling you've almost made the ship and the and the water around it an extension of yourself, and you are literally almost like parting the waves in order to propel the ship forward faster
2: i'm also wondering if like my senses themselves almost feel like i'm underwater so i wouldn't necessarily be able to perceive things exactly
0: that's probably that's actually uh, a really 100%. good way to describe it you know what i mean where it's like yeah everything has that sort of th- that tone to it because you're just so focused mm-hmm. um but then the the first mate you can you can feel him like like tapping you on the shoulder and you told, and you he, and you know that you told him. At some point in time during this journey, that I'm not sure if it's, I'm not sure if we actually said this out loud, but you told him at some point in this journey that to only interrupt you if it's extremely important.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you that are sounds being Sounds like I would have said.
2: Okay, so so I guess um, I'm wondering kind of how I react to like coming out of this like kind of power coma. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so yeah, to out, I mean, it's jolting. It's jolting. It's disorienting, and the ship—you can feel that forward momentum just stop, like very mm-hmm. suddenly, um, as now the resistance of the water meets the ship again, and everyone kind of you know lurch forward again. That includes everyone below decks.
2: Well, right, and the breakwater itself is probably like creating yep. kind of a weird.
0: Yeah. So now you know you got to get. Hopefully, everyone has their sea legs. In fact, let's see. Yeah. Uh, everyone below decks that can get nauseous. So everyone besides zero, make me constitution saves, please. Because I don't think zero would get nauseous. So I don't think that that was programmed.
1: Fifteen.
3: <laughs> 15. <Boris>. Fourteen.
0: Six. <laughs> Perfect. Um. So the very aggressive movement of the ship as, yeah, the breakwater is just, like, slamming against the sides of it, uh, you know, and rocking it around. You 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 are feeling very ill, Boris.
4: Boris also would have excitedly been looking for food for the dragon, so I expect Boris, like, flew across
5: the kitchen as the ship <laughs> to a stop, too. So we came out what of ludicrous food. speed.
3: Yes. Yes. Like an emergency break.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> someone got the dark helmet treatment. That's where I was going. Yeah. Emergency stop.
3: <laughs> yeah. So uh Boris flies right across the kitchen just as Jarel finds a whole chicken.
0: <laughs> yep. And that's like flung out of your hands as the yeah. ship lurches to a halt, but as if it flings out of your hands onto the floor of the galley and the dragons both jump towards it and tear it apart.
3: They don't freeze it. They just eat it. They just eat it. Okay, so they don't have to freeze their meat. it's good. To know.
0: Um, above decks, Quinn, your first mate says, "I'm so sorry, Captain, um, but it appears that there are two dragons below decks."
3: Quinn was there. One of them. Yeah, did. I'm not sure how <laughs> angry I am
2: right now. <laughs> Being interrupted for that. Uh,
0: And your point is. You're you're not concerned about the structural integrity of this ship
2: with two dragons aboard? No, they're my dragons.
3: But. I like how we claim both of them. One of them is Quinn's. (laughs) But
2: but they're dragons aboard a. He doesn't understand that. Like. Like what's mine is mine. And what's mine is sort of (laughs) yours.
3: And what yours is
2: also mine. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's on your ship. It's yours. Right. It's my ship. It's mine. Uh, But, but but, captain,
0: but captain, there are dragons on a, on a wooden ship.
2: Yes. And there are dragons. And tell me, is jor the light with them?
0: Yes, Lord jor is there. Your whole crew is aboard, sir.
2: Then I I will trust that everything is all right. May I go back to driving the ship? I just worry that if something
0: were to happen to the ship while we are going at such an incredible speed, that, that it could compromise the integrity of the ship and none of us will make it back to Ardwall.
2: Are you saying that you have no concerns? My only concern is that right now, we are now at least minutes behind our schedule. Because I have to explain to you that the quicker we get to Ardwall, the less this would be a problem.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He says, very well, Captain. I'm sorry for the interruption.
2: Now, as my first mate, I expect you to take care of the problem. (laughs) very well sir I'm I'm gonna go back to driving the ship
0: and he you see him just like look to his right shrug and then walk down below decks if do you actually look to where he looked or no or do you just resume to what you're doing
2: no I I just
0: resume perfect
1: um Hedrick he's really excited The ship,
0: the ship lurches again as we've reached ludicrous
4: speed. (laughs) (laughs) Boris has just climbed to her feet downstairs (laughs) as the ship lurches again. Boris flies the opposite direction, gets whacked in the face with part of a chicken carcass, and proceeds to finally vomit from her previous nausea all over the kitchen floor. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) someone's gonna have to clean that up i'm not even gonna roll for that that just seems like that's how that That would go (laughs) that seems right (laughs) thank
0: you for saying what i was probably going to anyways
1: (laughs) Um, okay hedrick would would at least notice like some of these crew being unsettled Hearing this news and not seeing the fact that these are itty bitty baby dragons, let alone ice dragons,
0: you know, but nevertheless, dragons, yeah, itty bitty baby dragons for now, yeah, yeah,
1: but I mean, like you said, even though their first stage might grow very rapidly, we certainly have a couple of
0: days, right, because right now they're like if like head to head to like tip of the tail, only about. I don't know, foot and a
3: yeah, half. Foot
0: and a half, yeah. That's
4: what I was gonna say. Foot and a half. Foot
1: and a half long. <laughs> Bearded dragon size. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So he would he would like to uh, get up onto the ship and perhaps inspire the crew, and he would hope that the positive energy of having dragons on board would fuel uh, a safe and and you know. Easy travel back to our destination. So he starts with he starts with the drums and he starts going crazy on these drums, um, very rapid rhythm beats going. And then and then he pulls out his lute and it flies into a, a lead solo um, to start. And then finally he crescendos into this riff and it's a hard driving riff. One, two, three, four. Evil, can't you see me? Won't uh, Let me start again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, two, three, four. Evil cannot stop me. People, can't you see? I'm not just a monarch's fool. Maybe I should get a sword to fight this evil horde, but singing things to death is way more cool. I think of all the monstrous enemies I've killed, but saving deities was never one of my skills. <laughs> I've got it bad, got it bad, I've got it bad. I'm hot for dragons. I've got it bad so bad I'm hot for dragons And then back into the leading solos with a couple of
0: squealing yelps scattered yeah. in between. <laughs> yep, 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 okay, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, the uh yeah, you give me a I mean, I'm not going to make you roll a performance check because you just performed, like, actually performed. Um, so, yeah, the the crew is definitely, like, you can hear some cheers. And even the dragons, like, paused from their tearing a chicken apart, like, and perked up, and were, like, listening to the music.
1: Oh, and this goes without saying, um, he's got the amplifier cranked. He wants the entire ship to be motivated and inspired by
0: this. Yeah, yeah, they feel it. The mood has gone from worried, I'm sorry, concerned, to cautiously optimistic.
1: Hedrick believes this could have been one of his finest performances yet. I mean, no, it's not a paying crowd. Those are always preferred. But. Yeah, what are they going to do? Tip you or something? Just safe travels and, and dutiful uh, servitude
0: is all I ask. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, these from a group of crew members who typically have their only experience with music is a sea shanty. Um, they really enjoyed what they just heard.
1: Well, and I would imagine at the volume, just oh, hearing gosh. hearing something amplified would draw attention. I mean you guys not at sure. this
0: point just draw attention period because <laughs> at this point now you are the most famous adventuring party on the planet.
1: Well certainly they were aware with us uh, aware of us but the uh, fact they've been with us for about a better part of a week
0: maybe a week yeah, by now they got the first hand experience now of the heroes of Telduria hatching dragons on on a, on a ship and playing crazy tunes and fixing yeah. city sized problems.
1: So I'm on the call- vampire. <laughs> you didn't kill
0: him.
5: <laughs> you see recall we like worse than killed him.
3: Dudu's yeah. pretty sure we killed him. Dudu's <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure of a lot
5: of things. <laughs> yeah. Dudu believes a lot of things that may or may not be true, but he has unquestionable confidence in those things. <laughs>
0: Good lord.
3: Uh, Jarrell would pick up Boris and kind of wipe some of the uh, (laughs) puke off her face and say, Boris, I could use your help for a second. I really want us to keep these dragons, but clearly the entire crew is terrified. Would you mind going to get Zero and maybe we could think up a plan for how to make this a safe trip?
0: Correction. The whole crew is no longer terrified, they are cautiously optimistic. Well,
3: Jarrell only sees the four people in the room. So. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, Boris, Boris agrees. and goes to look for zero. Zero is on the deck striding around purposefully, but not actually doing anything. Perfect.
3: Does just look what it, like you what,
0: what does your mug say now? <laughs> the
5: world's best deckhand? You know, that's a great question.
1: <laughs>
5: world's best. I, I, I hadn't really thought about it. I didn't want to go asserting my authority on this ship. But since, since the call is there, yeah, I need some authority. And I'm totally not just talking to Stall while I think of what's on the mug. <laughs>
3: oh my god, first of all if you go and if Jarrell has any say in this it would be... Oh, don't be... worry,
5: I, I, I have an idea and before you say <laughs> it, I want to say that my mug now says World's Best Dragon Handler Yes
1: <laughs> uh, uh. Sorry Yes <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay um, Boris wonderful. approaches
4: Zero and, and stops and I guess reads the mug
0: Yeah, and make me (laughs) make me make me an intelligence saving throw. Oh, beautiful 24. You do not believe zero to be the world's best dragon.
4: So Boris, you know, points her finger up to the bug, reads the words, looks at it for a second, kind of laughs and goes, well, hopefully the dragons believe that. And grabs the girl <laughs> and starts dragging him downstairs. <laughs>
5: Yeah, zero. It is dutifully dragged as a very small person would drag a much larger person with just the slightest amount of hunching and definitely playing along with it.
0: You probably, yeah, you probably are grabbing him by just like his one, like you know, wooden and metal finger. Like
5: this, I was grabbing him by chair. the mug, by the mug itself. Oh, <laughs> even like better.
0: <laughs> wonderful
5: the <laughs> fluid in the mug is viscous enough where it isn't necessarily splashing out even in all of this excitement <laughs> but if it is the floor's already covered in vomit down there so <laughs> well let's hope we didn't find out what dragons eat then
0: so far it's chicken
5: yeah we're just glad they're not trying to eat the barf off the floor that would be too that much That is alike. what i was expecting yeah <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're dragons. They are very clearly not pets. If they were pets, they would definitely be trying to eat barf off the floor.
0: They have standards and can, and when they grow older, actually you can be quite sentient and intelligent creatures.
3: Right. right. I wasn't sure if they would be at this point because they're just babies. They like, are.
0: They are an intelligent species overall. But they're babies. Is, yeah, but they're babies, which is why, like, the one like mimicked what boris did immediately after seeing her take a bite out of a bubblegum cigar
3: right they can be very intelligent so Mm -hmm.
0: uh
3: so zero joins jarrell and hans in the galley Mm -hmm. is there there still a huge like group of people standing directly outside the galley (laughs) watching what's going on
0: they are watching what's happening intently
5: Okay, Exa, I would like to know what ha- um, how the mug affects first them as I pass by coming in from the outside.
0: Hold on, I'm going to roll
5: a series of d20s here, just give me a sec. What's the DC on that again? Um, it is a great question. I'm actually currently trying to locate where the shoot is, it might be on the hobby table on the other side of the room. One second. I can look it up.
1: Oh, my God.
3: It's the mug of the boss, right?
1: Yeah. But just...
0: I rolled a series, and I got an 8, a 10, an 11, two net ones, and a 14.
3: The 14 might be the only one. We'll see. <laughs> it's a 15. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it is Perfect. a wisdom-saving throw of 15. So I rolled uh, six dice, 60-20s, just to kind of represent the group. I got an 8, a 10, an 11, two nat 1s, and a 14.
5: Okay, excellent. So I've got a few believers and a couple true believers. Yeah.
1: In
0: mugly trust. And now the mood has gone from cautiously optimistic to very optimistic. Because people are like, oh, oh my God, I had no idea he was the world's greatest dragon handler. Oh my God, this is going to be the greatest. We're about to be rolling into hard wall with. Well, they're babies, but we're about to be rolling into our wall with dragons and cannons. We got this. Now, the, mood uh, of the Now, everyone's really excited.
3: As you walk into the galley itself, um, you see Jarrell sitting cross legged. Um, so he, he's trying to feed one bacon. He also has a clear piece of beef that's sitting by him and a piece of ham that he's also found while Boris was going to get to zero. So he's just making. He knows they're carnivores now. He's kind of pinpointing exactly what they like and what they don't like.
0: Yeah, I and mean they definitely. A bunch of food. <laughs> yeah, I mean they definitely seem to go for the meats.
3: It doesn't doesn't seem to matter which meat. It's just they like. Their they
0: carnivores. like the meats better than the vegetables. Okay. They did try to eat the vegetables. Yeah. But
4: no. Very much carnivore. Okay.
5: So, they like the meats.
4: When Boris gets back, she proceeds to try to feed them, like, cake and, like, whatever kind of desserts or, like, candy-type, you know, childish goodies
5: she can find in the kitchen.
3: <laughs> You're gonna make the dragon sick.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I, I don't think I heard it, um, although, you know, I'm... A little off sometimes. Uh, Jarrel, have you and your retainers made a roll against the mug?
3: Uh, Jarrel,
5: yeah. just always, because you know better.
3: Jarrel always believes whatever the mug says. He never questions it, so he automatically fails it and believes you to be the world's greatest dragon trainer. Um, that's just the level of trusty hit. Yeah, dragon handler. That's just the the uh, level of trust he has in you. Uh, and he's, he says to you, uh, I really think it would be beneficial if we kept these. Is there a way to safeguard the ship so that there aren't any damages and we can return the ship as, as in good of condition as possible back to... Uh, what was the name of the... Ardwall? The, the the pirates own the ship, though. The sea captain. The sea lords. The sea lords. Re- return the, to the sea lords.
5: Hmm. And Zero takes a nice ponderously slow drink from the mug.
3: I feel like Jaral and Zero are just standing next to each other looking at these dragons, like stroking their beards, and <laughs> like thinking really
4: hard. Well Boris tries yeah. to beat them cake. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Wait, did the dragons believe the mug?
3: The do, dragons they, bring- do they roll for I, it? Yeah. I don't know big.
1: if
0: they can read common. Just yet.
5: Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like even though Can it's a supernatural power that emanates out and is semi-independent of the actual words, that for maximum effect you would still need to be able to read the words. Yes. Yes. And Don't worry, there's going to be plenty of reason for them to completely question my (laughs) authoritav. Yeah. I would not consider them to be
0: the susceptible creatures in this case.
5: Yeah. I feel like they would be the subject matter expert on whether or not anyone specifically can handle them. (laughs) (laughs) But I digress, as I often do. And uh, Zero is just finishing his... Almost awkwardly long pull off of uh, whatever goo is in that mug.
3: <laughs>
5: some of some of these greases are more viscous than others. It's definitely not just some five W thirty today. And um, makes a few more thoughtful mm, sounds. Well, my first thought might be that um, we could be better served by doing some of this, perhaps, on the deck. I don't want to say that there's a liability issue, but in um, 0 leans in kind of close. There's a liability issue.
3: The actuary would be having a heart attack right now. I, wonder, I do believe you're right. They won't fly away on this, will they? Well i mean they're gonna fly whether they want
5: to or not and there are fewer things to destroy if we just give them a little bit of space maybe
3: could they do less harm on the deck than say in the center of the ship underneath the deck
2: i'm
3: i'm i mean i'm just going out on a
5: limb here but as an expert both very clearly and dragon handling, but also uh, (laughs) as a lifelong veteran of an organization whose chief export is explosions, I would say On the Deck might be the best place.
3: Okay. Uh, So, Jarrell kind of prompts Hans to follow them. I'm, I'm assuming that the dragons follow Hans. They follow Hans. Yes. I literally leave the mess of, like, Bones, various meat, cakes, puddings <laughs> on the floor of the galley.
4: Boris <laughs> grabs, like, a handful of bacon, though, for training purposes as we go upstairs. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, like, you can, like,
0: break pieces off, like, little treats. Oh, my she, <laughs> like, she, she just
4: sticks it in a pocket, just, like, a handful of bacon off the floor. Just Welcome, audience.
5: The I, I, I can see it in my head now. <laughs> a stack of bacon slices and making it rain towards the uh <laughs> <friends>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like how we've literally turned this into like both a music video and how to train your dragon hapless heroes edition. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, you guys so you guys make your way above Jacks. Um So now you're, you know, the top deck of the ship. The wind is smacking you in the face because, again, you guys are traveling at a pretty nice clip here. Uh, You can see that the dragons are, you know, having to, like, kind of dig their claws into the wood of the top of the ship just to keep themselves from getting blown away. You know, Quinn is standing up there majestically, arms out, right? Um, King of the world! Right, his his cape, which his cape billowing in the actual winds. Um, but he's, you know, otherwise motionless, just like focusing all of his energy into, you know, propelling this ship while you can see the um, the helmsman like like rapidly, like, you know, adjusting the rudder for the speed that they're going at, this this person is working like overtime. Um, if you know you, based on just how many, how fast this person's moving, you're not entirely convinced that they're not just three gnomes in a trench coat.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Look, they're allowed to be three gnomes in the trench coat if they want. We're not going to discriminate like that.
0: but the winds up here are strong.
3: Right. Jarrell would try to lead his little party of 5 uh, or 6 over to the least windy like if there's an, any kind of covered area and just kind of like the,
0: the covered area is below decks.
3: <laughs> so that there's no like different levels on deck. Once you're on deck it's just one. I mean flat. there's
0: there's I mean it's there's the top level where you have the helm you have the most the c- windy. You have the captain's quarters, which is below the helm. He's got like the, you know, the nicest room in the ship at the top separated from everybody else
3: mm-hmm.
0: at the front. You know, it raises up again, right? And there's probably there is like a smaller section in there. You're not sure if that's storage or whatever, but there is a room at the front of the ship um, as it crests up. But otherwise, it's pretty open. You know, it's the deck of a ship.
3: If we go behind the captain's quarters, is that less windy?
0: There's no behind. It's like, it's, it's, it's set into the raised platform. You have like the stairs that go up on either side, right? It flattens out. There's a chamber, and then above that chamber is the helm of the ship where the rudder is, and Quinn and the helmsman. And then you have uh, the sails, obviously.
3: So Jarrell will turn back to zero. It seems they're struggling to keep a, a, a foot up here. Do you suggest we stay up here? Zero now
5: uh, decides to gaze over the side of the ship and uh, look out over the water very ponderously while taking another slow sip from his mug. (laughs) I love how we're just wandering around the ship with these two tracks (laughs) back and forth.
0: (laughs) Everyone else around you is working.
4: (laughs) I mean, Horace is going to look for a good spot for the dragons, so she goes to investigate whatever that random, you know, room is on the other side of the top of the
3: ship. So yeah, the you potential can feel storage you, room.
4: Right, and
0: you can feel the wind like at your backs, like blowing you forward. because like it's almost as if like this this magic that Quinn is accessing is not only controlling the sea, but also like the winds are always in your favor, no matter oh, which way. This is steered, you can f- you just feel that the winds are just like, you know it's always good thing pushing you, clarified you guys that. in the direction you're going. Yes. It's I not pushing like you back. Right. It's pushing. right. It's pushing you forward as soon as you come above.
4: Okay. But like Did inside I- of this separate storage room, is it just like a big open space in there that's walled off with no wind resistance, or Um, you can see it's I wouldn't say it's a big open space.
0: It is packed with barrels and Crates, and you can see that there's also, you know, as you're walking towards, there's a couple areas on deck where it has like that, um, the latticed almost like, like, like wooden cage or metal cage over certain sections where you can see there's storage below as well in like certain decks that it may extend to, um, outside of that room. Uh, but you can, you just, you can think this is probably where they store, there could be, there's probably various liquids stored in the barrels, like rum and things like that. There's probably. Um, just you can see that there's uh, weapons here, as well as um, there's even some barrels that are marked with the uh, skull and crossbones. Dally Roger, this, you know this actually may contain some gunpowder for the cannons you 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 know had that are installed in this ship. You know okay. this is like one of the other only uses of gunpowder that you know actually it was existing before you know, these firearms that you now f- have found and the new one that Zero has in his possession. Um, you know, it was just that none of them were ever made to portable size. It was all just big cannons.
4: <laughs> this room is fairly full, though. There's not, like, a lot of space in it to be able to say a Not a lot.
0: <laughs> and uh, let me just reiterate, there is barrels full of gunpowder in here.
4: Yeah, but the dragons breathe ice, that's fine.
5: Mm-hmm. Yes, that is true. So, um, Ed Zero, uh, in his, uh, pondering, uh, did I hear that the, uh, the topmost, uh, um, room was the captain's quarters? Like, his private quarters up there? Or is that, uh, the, uh, steering area?
0: The steering is the top. Set into a room below it is the captain's quarters.
5: Hmm. So if something were to go wrong there, it would only affect one other room on the ship instead
3: of the entire ship. It
0: would also affect the helm which is directly above the room
3: are you telling this to jarrell that we could um, go crash his room
5: i'm <laughs> this openly i didn't give anyone permission to crash anyone's room i'm just you know just asking questions as
3: uh you know internet trolls might do huh. all right jarrell will look around do you think it's bigger than this Bigger
5: than the open deck of the ship, probably. No, no,
3: the, the the storage room that we're in. Oh, to l- checking out.
5: Oh, did you come with me for that? I I was still pondering, by looking over the side of the ship, glancing off at the waves, and you know, being very uh, profound.
3: Right. Okay.
1: Hedrick so, is uh, finishing his solo. It sounds a lot like eruption. And he hears <laughs> uh, this commotion. You know, Boris is investigating um, this, this room, and uh, he wants to at least, like, join this discussion. He saw everybody come up to the, to the deck, and he's like, okay, set's over. Yeah. <laughs> um, if the room is full, uh, maybe we could just get some of these deckhands here to unload it and put it in a different location. Let's make some space, people. We got a couple of days. I mean, shit, until we can get up to the airship with the hold to holding, we ain't gonna run these dragons through any sort of exercises. You just want to basically keep them from melting this ship apart, freezing I, up any components.
3: I was also considering that these barrels might uh, work as a layer between the hull of the ship and the dragons. Like, if they were to use their ice breath underneath in that storage room, they'd probably hit a couple barrels before they hit the... the...
1: Well, it would ruin our gunpowder. And I don't know about you, but a ship's only as good as its uh, cannons.
3: (laughs) Well, perhaps we get some of the gunpowder downstairs. We're going to probably be into battle soon anyway. And keep the rum here.
0: I can see Mike shaking his head because he knows he is powerless to stop this as he requested no interruptions and trusted that his team would handle this.
2: Okay, don't don't throw this back at me like I I can't understand anything that's happening. I'm in like the wall of water right now.
0: No, I know. I'm just saying I see you, Michael, shaking your yeah, head. Exactly.
5: Okay. We can always
4: put the gunpowder in Captain's room
5: you know that's that's the idea i was about to put forward too and i kind of really like this is you know he's gonna be in the zone for the next few days he's not gonna have a lot of use for a nice extravagant room let's just and we want to keep it close to the cannons yeah if it makes him feel any better we'll store the rum in there too just, it's what he would have wanted
2: this is mike <laughs> just remember that he has to rest at some point because he can't just, like, go forever doing.
0: Yeah, this. he can't do this for three days straight. Like, he's yes. going to have to go to sleep. point. when
5: lunch. it happens, you'll have the rum in your room.
2: And a lot of gunpowder.
5: <laughs> because that can't possibly go wrong. Guys, I think we got a plan. Yeah. And that is,
0: that is where I want to call this week's episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, is so this cool. is what happens when you take Quinn out of conversations. Uh huh. No. This is what happens.
0: But look, you have super special magical powers. That it's can not, get the, you it's not the dragons.
2: The... It's not the dragons I need to worry about exploding the ship. It's my. It's my team.
4: Yeah, it's literally them.
2: <laughs> the dragons are are like.
4: Cares. I'm not saying Boris isn't about to roll a barrel of gunpowder across the deck of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> While it is going at ludicrous
0: speeds, I might add. But we'll find oh, out what happens my. next week. Mm-hmm. In the meantime... If you like us, you can find us on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram at Hapless Heroes. We're also on Facebook and Reddit. Just look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. Really, all those places will point you to our main place that we really socialize on, our Discord server. You can meet, interact with us, talk to us about whatever is on your mind, about the show or about, you know, other nerdy things or show us pictures of your awesome animals at home, whatever it is. We got a whole bunch of channels for you to have some really cool discussions. In there uh, and a great community as well and if you really like us you could leave us a five star review on the podcast service of your choice we really appreciate it we love reading your kind words and if reviews aren't your thing but you still want to reach out to us in a, another way you can also just email us haplessheroes at gmail.com just would love to hear from you and, 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 and you know we'll say some nice things back to you on the air now if you really really like us you could donate to our Patreon it's just patreon.com haplessheroes um, we have a great array of rewards, uh, everything from just, you know, shiny rolls in our Discord server and like bloopers and behind the scenes audio and the contents of James's notebook from like the first hundred episodes of the show. Whole bunch of stuff's on there, uh, including, you know, as you heard from the last two episodes, you know, one of our listeners had donated to at a level where we were able to get him, you know, as a, as a guest on the show for, for a, a pair of uh episodes for you guys and create the wonderful, wacky situation that Hedrick had to return to today.
1: Thanks, Joe. Sorry I missed you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, But yeah, really, we just appreciated that any of you think that we're worth your hard-earned dollars. We promise that all that money goes right back into the show and try to make it as entertaining as possible for you to listen to for years on end. (laughs)
1: Uh, This one works best for the fellas, but could also be for the ladies as well. So feel free to try this at home. If you really, 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 really love us, you're in the Sally Field, you're all by yourself, and you're, you're struck with inspiration. Hairstyle. I have
0: questions. Okay,
1: never you
2: <laughs> I don't want to be
1: in Sally Field. You're in the Sally Field. You're Hello, loving mommy. life.
0: <laughs> no, thank you.
1: She seems like a nice lady and all, but no, thank <laughs> you. The wind is blowing. You can almost hear uh, an echo from the, the mountains around you. Um, it's picturesque, and. <laughs> You're struck by inspiration, hairstyle, hairstyle, it's very definitive. It describes you as a person. It's very expression, you know, it's its part of you. For the men, you can grow a luscious beard and shave that beard on the sides and in the center of your lip and below the sole patch, creating a perfectly formed H pattern on the front of your face, just below your mouth. That, of course, will plenty of conversation in which you're welcome to share about our lovely Hapless Heroes podcast. And for the ladies, I'm afraid you will have to shave the back of your head and put a wonderful, beauteous H. You can actually let your hair hang down and make the H extra long and be an uppercase H. And everyone (laughs) will be talking about it.
0: Bonus points if you shave the entirety of the words Hapless Heroes into your beard or the side or back of your head
1: well that would be exceptional if you really i mean that's that's if you're just enamored truly
0: in love with us Um, sally
2: fields
0: and the whole deal
2: sure or in her apparently (laughs) the sally
0: field i am so sorry reinhog for what you have to transcribe there but uh good luck bud (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna go ahead and outro our cast, starting on my virtual right now with John as Lord Gerald the Light. Until next time. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer.
1: I feel like I've heard my own voice for the first time,
0: and it's beautiful. <laughs> Nicole as Boris the Butcher.
4: Well, since Captain's busy, I guess I'll just get this door open.
2: And Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. On the outside, you hear nothing, but on the inside, I'm screaming,
5: I am the sea god!
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Dave, as Zero, Phelan's avatar of war. What if I am really the world's greatest dragon handler? <laughs> and I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. We'll see you next week. I love you. Bye. Goodbye. Oh. Bye. Goodbye.
4: Goodbye. Goodbye.